Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today we have a guest all the way from the Netherlands, and his name is Peter Scholes. Did I say that right, Peter? Yep, that's that's completely right. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm just fine. Thank you. And yourself? We are good. We are excited to get another show underway. And before we dive into all the good, fun Airbnb stuff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and get into your story? Well, um, I'm Peter. I'm 38 years old and um, I have a house in Amsterdam. I bought it together with my wife and um, we are now lucky to have two children. So we decided it was time for us to move out of the city to live in the woods with our little kids. So I'm renting out my place in Amsterdam. I still have it. I'm renting it out on Airbnb now and um, I'm living in the woods. So that's me. And when you say you're living in the woods, can you describe that a little bit? Do you you have a, a cottage or a cabin or something? Well, that's exactly exactly what it is. We are renting um, a cottage in uh, a vacation park, as we call it here in Holland. Uh, they're all wooden cottages, not too big, but they're. I I literally, when I turn around and look outside, I see I see the forest. So I, I really live in the middle of the of nature and uh, uh, with fifty or sixty other little houses on one park, and it's beautiful. I really love it. It sounds really pretty. And what attra- have you always sort of been a nature kind of guy who wanted wanted to surround yourself sort of in the woods and all that? Well, um, for the last few years, I, I became that more and more. Yeah. And before that, I used to live in Amsterdam for 10 years. And uh, before that, I used to live in Delft for another 15 years. Or uh, that's not true in total, 15 years. But when I was young, I grew up in, in nature as well. And uh, I don't know. I love it. It's relaxing and uh, it uh, clears the mind and gives me fresh air. And uh, for the kids, it's the best place to grow up, I think, or we think. And we both agree to that. So uh, that's why we live in the woods. That's, uh, that's cool, uh, Peter. Uh, this is Jasper here. And I'm really excited to have you on the show because you're the first Dutch person that we interview. And for, um, as all the listeners probably know, I'm Dutch myself. So it's a it's a very special interview so peter can you tell us a little bit about how you got initially started with airbnb well i can um i like i said uh, i uh, i live in the woods with my wife now but before that uh, we bought a house together in amsterdam and um after a couple of years three years we had a little breakup so um we broke up and uh, she moved away so i was living in my house all by myself in our house actually and um 
after three quarters of a year, after a year almost, we came back together. And But she had found another place and I had my place. So now we had two places. And um, so we decided to stay in her place, to live in her place and continue living there in Amsterdam. And yeah, that was the moment that I decided, so I'm going to have to rent my own place. And um, that's why I did. And it was in uh, January 2011 that I started with Airbnb because somebody, a friend of mine, told me about it. And uh, I'd never, ever heard of it. And uh, he told me about it, and I thought, wow, I have to check this out. So you've been doing it for over three years. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah, my listing only has five digits. I think they're on seven digits now, but I'm a, okay. I'm a very old Airbnb uh, host. Yeah, That's great. <laughs> so I'm sure you you have some uh, some good insights for our listeners. And um, what I wanted to ask you is, when you get started, did you have any uh, uh, doubts about doing this Airbnb thing? Were you like worried about having random people stay at your house? Well, actually, I I really wasn't. No, um, I don't know. Somehow, when uh, when I when I registered myself on Airbnb, I intuitively ki- kind of felt that you know I like the sharing community. I, I've always liked it, and uh, uh, when I saw it, I just thought it's okay. It's really you know I I felt at home at Airbnb, and I felt that my place was safe when I rented it out on Airbnb also because, you know, they have the, yeah, the, the uh, validation check for both hosts, but also for the guests. So I, I've, it felt good for me from the beginning. So no, I, I didn't really have that big doubt. So it sounds actually. like that's, that's, it sounds like things have gone really smoothly and that's not an uncommon thing. We hear that from everybody we've talked to. It's it's pretty remarkable because a lot of people share, have those doubts early on. I mean, it sounds like you didn't, but they do, and then they're almost unanimously proved wrong. So it's really cool. So when you started listing on Airbnb, was your place getting rented out all the time right away, or was there a lag period where you sort of were figuring out the system? Yeah, I in the beginning I was... Uh you know, I was not, I was not using lots of smart tricks, you know, I, I, I had no idea. So I figured it out a little bit by myself and I, you know, I was happy that I had, uh, I had guests and I was waiting for new guests to arrive and, you know, and, um, I wasn't really into it too much. You know, I did, I didn't do it for the money at first. At, at first I, I, I was happy to have somebody in my house and uh, I was happy when I covered my my mortgage and my costs. So basically, I was already happy when I had covered that. And uh, um, so, at the beginning, I, I wasn't really into it like like I am now. And I can say so. But early on, even as before, you ramped things up. Were you covering your mortgage fairly easily? Yeah, I was. Especially, yeah, I think in in Amsterdam, there is like eight out of twelve months where. Amsterdam is very, very popular for tourists. So for those eight months, it was really, really easy. And I made a little bit extra so I could cover the cost for the other four winter months without, yeah, no, it wasn't really a big hassle. No, not at all. No, for me, it wasn't. That's really amazing. And after you started putting some more effort in, what happened then? How How did the revenue change compared to your costs and everything? Well, I did some, I did some, 
smart tricks with um, with uh, the, the taxes, the the, re the regulation, tax regulations in in the Netherlands. And uh, so, when well, I can tell you this: I, I'm not paying any income tax on what I earn with my property now, and uh, which means that uh, my net income. Well, first of all. Because of that, it rapidly increased. And second, because I started to become a little bit more professional in getting getting my property rented out um, uh, almost like 80-90% uh, of the month. So now I'm not only covering the costs of my mortgage and everything, but also I'm, I'm also covering the costs of the, the cottage in the woods here. So basically I'm living for free now. <laughs> That's that's really great, and um, you know it's it's incredible what opportunities Airbnb can provide for you, and uh, you know I use my income for my house to travel. You're using it basically to cover the rent of your other house, which is also pretty nice. It is, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And just to uh, you mentioned um, that you're not paying any taxes on um, on your on your house. Could you clarify a little bit? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I can. Well, in Holland, uh, basically, I think all over the world, over what you earn, whether it's by, you know, working for a company or a loan that you get or by uh, any type of activities that you have, you have to pay your income taxes. But in the Netherlands, if you um, address your property as an um, investment, which means it's not your main, um, well, how, how do you say that? It's, it's not the place that you actually live in, so you don't use it as a living place, but you use it as an investment. You only pay um, uh, taxes for, yeah, what, uh, how do you say it in English? I don't know. But it's just, it's, it's different. It's a lot less, to, you, you pay almost nothing on taxes on, on what you have as an investment. So uh, by putting my house as an investment, it's that rather than as, a, as my living house, uh, I could uh, deduct a lot, a lot of taxes. Right. I think, I think what you're trying to say is that you're paying property taxes or like what they call like a wealth tax where um, yeah. the government assumes that you're making 4% return on your your assets which yes basically would include your house and then they tax you 30 percent on that four percent so you end up paying one point two percent on the yep. value of your house pretty much right yes which, that, which that's, is that's really that's nice which is a really nice rule um yep. i don't know if this you know that's probably different in, in most countries but it's uh it's definitely a nice rule for us touch people um when you get involved in this type of activities um, just to clarify, um, Peter, did you were you renting out just a room, or was it a whole house? Because I think you said you you were um, you were living there when you were when your ex when your girlfriend moved out, was it? Yep, yep. So you were you were renting out a single room, yeah? No, no. Um, I started straight away renting out my entire place. So I uh, I moved. I I. When my girlfriend and I broke up, she had her place. She rented a place somewhere else, and I lived in our house. And then uh, I moved to her place, and I started out renting out my entire house. Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense, right? Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, can I and, say? Uh, 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 oh, sorry. I just wanted to throw in yeah, hop, Holland, hop, Holland, hop. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Holland, hop. <laughs> I've been watching the World Cup with Josefa uh, a few weeks ago, so he's really into the sort of soccer uh, cheering uh, tunes and, and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so, so, Peter, uh, you've been doing this for three years. I'm sure you've had a lot of different experiences with guests. And, you know, we always like to ask, what's your best experience so far? Ah, <laughs> wow. Well, I've had, um, yeah, I've, I've, I have a, I have a guest book. And uh, every time... When I read it, I, I just, you know, it just, uh, it makes me smile. And uh, I, it happens a very lot, very often that people just write nice things there. People, kids make drawings and, and, and tell them what they've been doing. And, you know, sometimes I don't even meet the guests. But then when I read the, read the books, I just, you know, I know that they had a good time. I know they had fun. I love my house. There's good energy in my house. And good energy attracts good people. So, you know, actually I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just really happy that I'm, I can provide a nice place, my place to guests who come to Amsterdam. And that makes me, only that idea makes me already happy. Right. And that's yeah. actually a really good idea to, uh, to have a guest booking house, just like some hotels have where guests can leave a, a comment or share their experience. And, um, I, I totally agree with you. That it's it's a very like fulfilling feeling to be able to share your house and your neighborhood with people from all over the world, and you know, getting thank you emails from people is it just it just really feels good, and it's an it's a, it's a great experience. Yeah, uh, for instance, for instance, I was there this afternoon. I picked up the mail and stuff, and I was there, and uh, because it was uh, in between two uh, two um, bookings. And and I found a letter was addressed to me. I opened it up, and there was there was a small note, and it said, "Thank you very much for sending back my passport." And there was some money left in it. So you know, it was just a guy who who left his passport, and I he emails me, uh, "Can you please?" And I send him the passport. He sends me a thank you note with with some money. I mean, I don't even I didn't even. It's not about the money, but it's about the thank you note for, you know, this guy is really happy that I, you know, I just like that. I just love that, you know. That's how it's how supposed he, to be. Uh, I wonder how he was able to get go back to his country without his passport, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No idea. <laughs> you, can make, you can buy fake passports uh, in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he took a submarine or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, that's that's what I really like. So, yeah. It's really even though I don't even always see my guests, you know. So, and then what percentage of the time do you usually do you usually try and greet them when they come in or or try and make that personal introduction? Well, to be honest, since I uh, since I um um I uh, I made my house into a uh, an investment, the the law also says that I'm not allowed to do any labor on it, any activities on it. So I I I have somebody, a friend of mine, who's doing all the check in, the check out, and everything um, in Amsterdam itself. I live in the woods here. I don't see my guests anymore. I used to in the beginning. I did it all by myself, but now I don't see them. I only communicate with them via email, via via Airbnb. But uh, 
I leave it up to my friend who is uh, who is in Amsterdam, who is who is who is, who is my my host actually. I see. So, what's really remarkable about your story is the fact that you. I mean, you not only does your rental fund the the mortgage payment, but it funds your living arrangements now, which is which is kind of unique from what we've heard. And I know you mentioned before that you had some great tips and tricks that you implemented to get this incredible level of success. Can you talk a little bit about some of the big light bulb moments that went off where you where things really started to click? Um well things really started to I I got a I I got hooked when I started to see it as, you know, as a game, as uh, well, I started to play with the prices, I started to play with um with the amount of people that i could i mean i increased my place from four to six and now even to seven people it's 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 not it's not allowed anymore in amsterdam to have so many people without a permit so i you know i was going after getting a permit and i finally got a permit so now i'm allowed to do a little bit more so i really got into the game of not only of using the airbnb tools to you know to to make to get the best out of your listings but also using the local regulations and thinking about smart ways you know i did some tax tricks i did some permit tricks i did some other tricks you know i was really active into it i saw it as a game and then it started you know and then the revenue started coming in big time i see and so i did i did multiple things yeah if you had to tell our listeners one major thing one one really huge factor that played a big role or your best tip what would you what would you say Ooh, well um that's a good question well if if you if you can put your house and, and address it as an investment that really you know that that makes like i don't know for most of the people, it's like 40% uh, uh, income tax that you don't have to pay. And that's a lot of money. So that's one thing. But if you can't do that, and not all people can do that, because most of the people always live there as well. Then the other thing that get, that really helped me a lot was playing with the prices one month before the next month. I, I used to, you know, I used to change the change the prices one month, two to two weeks to four weeks before, uh, you know, before due date, I would go down with the prices just to fill up the gaps. And that really started, you know, that really started paying off big time. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good uh, recommendation because this is, this is what I found as well for my house, you know, because you don't really have a lot of flexible costs. So every, every day that your, your apartment or house is empty, it's a it's a lost opportunity so you might as well yeah. lower the price quite aggressively towards the check-in date like a few weeks or or a yeah. week before even if you feel like it's it's too cheap it's you still have uh, an extra booking an extra potential review and which will help you raise in the airbnb search rankings and you'll you get some word word to word of mouth advertising as well yeah. So I think that's a that's a really important uh, step in, in being successful with Airbnb, just having a good pricing system in place. And this yeah. is probably one of the most important uh, chapters in, in our book as well, where we developed a pricing system that people can pretty much like copy paste and just implement right away. And, you know, you'll you'll see the uh, the results within a month or so. Um 
Peter, I know that you are also active in in the, in the Airbnb community in Amsterdam, and you are doing some workshops. So I I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yep, that's right. Um, I I do um, since a couple of months. No, let me put it other way around. Amsterdam is one of the cities that uh, um, has since since Airbnb became bigger and bigger, um, it kind of exploded. And the city of Amsterdam, the local authorities in Amsterdam, they had no idea what to do with it because it you know it outgrew. Um, it outgrew a little bit the, the fun factor and it became pretty serious. So, you know, it became a competition for the hotel industry. Uh, people were making really easy money and, and didn't pay any taxes. The, 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 you know, it, it, yeah, it, it started to become a little bit of a problem. So the, uh, the city council of Amsterdam, they started to, you know, to communicate a little bit about rules, the things that you were not allowed to and all that kind of stuff. Started talking to Airbnb and, um, um, in October last year, I went to a workshop organized by uh, a host who had invited Airbnb, who had invited uh, people from uh, from uh, the city council, who had invited a tax lawyer, who had invited uh, um, another lawyer, and and so and I was there as a host, and we I was there with sixty people or sixty five people. And it was a chaos. It was a big mess because the host who hosted the event, he didn't, he had no idea what, what kind of questions came up. He didn't, he didn't brief, he hadn't briefed his speeches, speakers very well. So people on stage couldn't even answer the questions of all the people in the, in the audience. And well, the chaos became even more and more bigger and, and people had less and less any idea of what was allowed in Amsterdam to do and to not do. So I decided, actually, I decided to uh, to do that myself and to do it a lot better. So that's what I've been doing for uh, for the last year. I've been, you know, um, informing myself thoroughly with how does it work in Amsterdam? What are you allowed to do as a host and what are you not allowed to do as a host? And how do you pay city taxes? How do you pay tourist tax? How do you pay income tax? How do you pay VAT? What are the tricks? What are the, what are the, what are the, you know, the smart tricks that you can get around some taxes or get around some other costs that you eventually don't have to pay? And in the end, also, if you don't, follow the rules what are the risks because a lot of people you know there's so many people that don't know about the rules so very likely they're not following the rules and uh yeah so i'm just trying to uh, get some order in that chaos for uh, for hosts and that's what my workshops are about that's great i mean um it's, i know there's a lot of confusion not not just in amsterdam you know cities all over the world local authorities are trying to figure out how to deal with airbnb and you know some cities are trying to ban it while others are trying to come up with regulation so i'm sure uh you can you can help a lot of people um, by explaining what the rules are and kind of enabling people to do the whole Airbnb thing in in a legal and and uh, in a legal way without running too much risk. Yeah, so that, that's why I do. That's, I think that's that's really great. And you've been doing it for a couple of months. Are you are you getting a lot of people or? 
Well, I, I, I'm, I'm starting small. So I've had like uh, 50 people, five zero people now in, in four workshops. I'm doing it in Dutch and I started doing it in English just recently. And I try to uh, organize every month uh, a workshop. And I'm also thinking about some next steps because people start coming back to me for some more, yeah, some more deeper information. And when the situation becomes a little bit more too complex, I send them through to one of my tax advisors or lawyers or whatever they need uh, specific information about, because I'm not a specialist on all those areas. I'm just, I'm just, you know, facilitating help for people that need help on a specific area. So, yeah. So I'm expecting those, I'm, I'm expecting it to grow big time. I absolutely do. Yeah. Okay. And um, let's say people, are, their listeners are in Amsterdam and they want to know how to get in touch with you and how to, you know, go to your workshop. Like how can they do that? Well, if they are already a host, they can uh, join uh, one of the uh, uh, groups. There's there's three groups in Amsterdam, and the biggest one is Hospitality in Amsterdam. So you can join it as a host. And I am uh, publishing my my upcoming workshops on that blog. So it's an Airbnb host blog. And uh, so uh, I think that's one of the easiest ways to get into touch with me and to get it to get an idea when I'm doing new workshops. And uh, uh, just because I just started, I don't have a website yet. So I'm communicating uh, via the blog of the Hospitality in Amsterdam um, Airbnb host group. I see. Do you have any plans to... So, for example, I know you're an expert in for the Netherlands, but what about neighboring countries or other regions? Do you have expertise in any of those areas? Well, that's my next step. So, first of all, I want to make sure that I um, I have served all the Airbnb hosts in Amsterdam. But my next step is go to Utrecht, The Hague, Rotterdam, Eindhoven, all the other big cities in the Netherlands. And I'm also talking to a guy in London um, to go and start doing the same there. So, it's just a matter of fact, I need to get the specialist to explain how the local rules are dealt with in uh, uh, different countries but the you know the setup uh, is just going to be the same for uh, for every city all over the world so uh, yeah hopefully i'll be uh, i'll be in uh, los angeles uh, soon <laughs> i know that for sure in the u.s this would be in super high demand we just had a guy on um, uh, our last show who's a tax specialist. Now he helps people file their tax filings who live abroad. A lot of expats file their, file their taxes in the U S and so he gave some really interesting tidbits, but for somebody like you who really makes this his bread and butter, all focused around Airbnb in particular, I think that would be a huge, huge boon, uh, especially here in the States. So we look forward to you hopefully coming over and, uh, and, and setting something up in LA. That would be great. One thing I just wanted to mention, you guys talked, we talk a lot about the hostility that Airbnb is facing from hotels and, and government authorities. But it is important to note that while there is hostility occurring in cities like New York City, San Francisco, et cetera, uh, there, are, there are governments that seem to be embracing Airbnb, especially as of late, recently, both in the UK, 
there was a government official who recently talked openly about how Airbnb is the wave of the future. We need to embrace it and is starting to set up some regulations to open up the doors for Airbnb. A similar movement is happening in France as well. Uh, and Paris is a massive city for, for Airbnb hosting. So I just wanted to point that out that as there sort of seems to be this pushing back against Airbnb, some people are embracing it as they should. Well, the city of Amsterdam has also done a gesture because um, they've allowed every um, host in, in Amsterdam to rent out their place for a maximum number of 60 nights uh, uh, per year, which is, uh, which was, well, was, you know, it was inhaled as a big success here for the Airbnb community because, you know, otherwise you, you had to have like a, a, a permit and there were only a limited amount of permits to be given away and they're all given away now and it's only 800 out of the 6,000 hosts but now for the other 5,200 hosts you know the city of Amsterdam have, have, have given them some kind of a you know uh, a gesture by allowing them to rent out their place for the for the 60, 60 nights per year so in, in, in Amsterdam there's also like uh, a, an there's an opening to embrace the Airbnb community in the city of Amsterdam. It's beautiful. The sharing community, the sharing movement is happening. We need to embrace it. And these sound like steps in the right direction. So that is terrific. Peter, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. You gave our listeners a bunch of really, really good wisdom. And if people want to contact you, I know you've given your contact information already. But by the way, guys, we're going to have all that stuff in the show notes. You can check out our show notes at www.getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast. You can also download the first three chapters of our book on Airbnb hosting entitled Get Paid for Your Pad. That's at getpaidforyourpad.com. One more quick announcement to all our listeners. Our Airbnb book will be available on Kindle August 26th. All right, it'll be available on Kindle August 26th. But not only that, if you got sign up and try and get our book on the 26th, you'll be able to get the book for free. All right, so guys, be on the look for that. Anyways, thank you, Peter, again. This was a terrific show, and guys, we'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.